Hi, welcome to the Miranda Rights Podcast. I'm Crystal. I'm Vanessa. We have the right to remain silent. But we probably won't. Hi, Miha. Hello, comadre. Sorry, <laughs> there's a delay in our um, podcast this week. There was a death in the family. So, oh. yeah. Yes, there was. There was. Mm-hmm. And the viewing was on Friday mm-hmm. night. And then... Uh, Saturday was the funeral. So yes. rest in peace, Tubby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our Tubby has gone to heaven. Yeah. So um so because of that there was a delay mm-hmm. in uh, our podcast day. And there's no, there's really no way for us to tell them. I mean, I guess we could post it on social media, but not everybody follows us on social media. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Not everybody follows us though on there. So yeah. If there's ever a delay, just know it's for something pretty important. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I hope y'all had a great week. Mm-hmm. On a lighter week? note. <laughs> yeah how was your week Miha? um it was pretty good yeah i yeah it was pretty good that's good i just started a another home project painting oh, did project did you now <laughs> yeah which is like endless uh-huh. and uh so that one wall got done and it was a really small wall <laughs> but it got done <laughs> so that was nice what about you um it was good it was really busy Mm -hmm. i um i wasn't sure exactly when um like services were going to be and stuff Mm -hmm. and i've just been like really busy with work and just trying to get stuff done there Mm -hmm. and um i got a new office so i'm pretty excited about that yeah um and it's been pretty it's just been busy so i wasn't really able to like kind of sit down and actually get yeah. stuff done but and just so you guys know before we start the podcast uh-huh. <clears throat> Vanessa and I both have full-time jobs so <laughs> I mean yeah. and I have kids four to mm-hmm. be exact Mohed has two dogs mm-hmm. we both have homes and they're not apartments they're houses yeah. so we have yard work we have our babies we have full-time jobs we have a lot going on. Right. So um, there's going to be times where we're not fully prepared uh-huh. for our podcast. And there's going to be delays because life happens. Right. And um, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, please forgive us. But at the same time, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to us. Right. And, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but I am going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, our we love our podcast we mm-hmm. love researching these cases yeah we absolutely. love we love doing this or we wouldn't do it at mm-hmm. all um but there's times where life happens and yeah we just we can't always make deadlines with our podcast yeah or be like 110 percent. yeah or be, yeah be 110 percent on our research yeah so i mean if there's anything that you guys want to like School us on as far as the story that we covered goes. You're yeah. Welcome to. Or if you have like corrections, like you yeah, notice that's what that, I meant, like corrections. Yeah. If you notice we gave like, you know, wrong info or probably not all the info. Yeah. Um, you know, we definitely will correct that in the next podcast or on our couch cheese mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, we don't edit it. So there are a lot of times that I'm like, um, or we both are like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, we don't edit our shit. I yeah. mean, like ever. And, you know, um, somebody had left us a bad review <laughs> on Apple um, stating that, you know, there's um and yeah. I don't know and that there's kids in the background. I have kids. I have a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And... I'm sorry if you guys don't like it, but you don't have to listen to us. Mm-hmm. My daughter comes before this podcast, and mm-hmm. I love this podcast, but I love my daughter. Mm-hmm. And if I have nowhere to take her, she's coming with me to podcast. Mm-hmm. Whether you guys like it or not, I don't really give a shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, Mohan's dogs, they bark. And, yeah. you know, I mean, there's times where we just can't 
you know, we're not, and we're not going to edit it out. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. That is what it is. And I mean, I don't know. We just, if we do say I'm a lot or whatever, yeah. then just bear with, bear with us. If not, you can, um, research this pussy. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So anyways, um, I also wanted to give uh, an advisory before I start this case. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of, a lot of um, racism okay. in this, in this podcast. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff that is probably going to upset some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asked to cover this case, and I know it's probably, especially right now with the Uh BLM, um, I was trying to steer clear from BLM, not because I I don't agree with BLM or anything like that. Uh I'm all for the movement. I'm all for um, raising awareness. Uh However, um, this case was, when I started researching it and just doing stuff i was like oh this is going to be sensitive especially right now okay so if you hear something that you don't like or if you don't want to listen to it please please i will not get my feelings hurt if you turn the podcast off right okay so okay so this week we're gonna take it back way back okay. back in the time okay anyway so um i named this episode ending emmett oh this is a case suggestion from my second oldest daughter ryan suggestion sorry i can't talk today um i'm pretty sure she heard about this case on tiktok but i'm not quite sure either way okay she asked me to cover it so here we go okay um Emmett Lewis Bobo, Emmett Lewis or Bobo quotations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they called him. Um, Till, Till is his last name, was mm-hmm. born on July 25th, 1941 to Lewis and Mammy Till. I think that's how you pronounce her name, Mammy. Mm-hmm. Um, when Emmett was about a year old, Mammy found out Mr. Till had been cheating to her mm-hmm. and left him. Mm-hmm. So... Lewis and Mammy had a rocky marriage. On one occasion, he had choked her until she became unconscious. Oh, crap. And she had thrown scalding hot water on him. <sighs> um, I'm not quite sure if she threw the hot water on him. They said that she threw it on him after. But I'm like, if he choked her unconscious, mm-hmm. how would she do that? So Yeah, I don't know. maybe it was two different incidents. Well, it said after. Oh, okay. It said like... Wet, like he choked her unconscious and then she and then threw scald, you know, scalding hot she water. She probably woke up and was like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> was like, well, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, if you ask me, it probably she probably threw scalding hot water on him. And then he choked her and out. And then he choked her out. I'm not too sure. Um, I wasn't there. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. but it said after. Mm-hmm. Um, after that incident, um, of course, he, you know, was reprimanded. He went before a judge and the judge explained to him he had two choices. Okay. He could either enlist in the U.S. Army or he could serve jail time. Oh, so Mr. Till picked the former and enlisted in the U.S. Army. Nice. Um, what, what's up with these judges? I mean, where's those kind of judges at now? Right. I know. What I the mean, fuck? Hey, <laughs> get your ass straight. Get yeah, in the army, exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or take fucking go to jail. jail. Yeah. So once Mr. Till had completed his basic training, he was stationed overseas in Italy to work for the Transportation Corps of the U.S. Army during World War II. Oh, my gosh. I always wanted to go to Italy. So I saw that, and I was like, oh, I want to go. Nice. <laughs> so in 1944, during an air raid, um, two Italian women had been raped, and one was murdered. So there was three total, three, to- three uh, Italian women total. Okay. Two of them were raped, and one was murdered. Okay. Um, the U S army was still very much segregated at that time. And due to the severity of the crime, the army needed fall guys. So in 1945, Lewis Till and another private by the name of Fred McMurray were found guilty by an army court martial for the two rapes and murder of the women. (gasps) Both men had been executed by hanging right before Emmett's fourth birthday. 
No. Mm-hmm. Writer John Edgar Wideman doesn't believe that either Lewis or Fred were guilty of those crimes. Oh, my God. He is quoted as saying, it was decided long before anybody even knew their names that mm-hmm. some black soldiers were going to take the fall for, for these crimes. Right. He wrote a book on Lewis Till, if anybody's interested, and it is called Writing to Save a Life, the Lewis Till File. Oh, my God. So he, so this writer was... Um, he heard about Emmett's case and he uh-huh. started researching it. And then um, he, he was going to write a book on Emmett. And then he heard about Lewis's, about what happened to Lewis, his uh-huh. father. Uh-huh. And then so he wrote, he was like, oh, no, I'm going to write a book about this guy. Oh, So okay. he wrote a book about um, Oh, that sounds Emmett. interesting. Yeah. It, I want to get that book now. It sounds uh-huh. like a really good book. So um, after his death, Mammy Till, well, they were separated at that point. Right. So, you know, they weren't together. But after even, the, you know, mm-hmm. even after he died, Mammy Till received word that her ex-husband had passed away overseas. Mm-hmm. She wasn't given details or told anything about the crimes her ex-husband was accused of. Just that he had passed away. Uh, she only received a few possessions of his, one of which was a signet ring with his and in, in, with his initials inscribed in it, and mm-hmm. um, so there was LT it was inscribed in mm-hmm. the in the ring. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, Mammy and her mother had raised Emmett together. Mammy had gotten remarried in 1951. However, by 1952, after only about a year, it had quickly dissolved. Okay. The marriage had dissolved. Um, after her failed marriage, Mammy had gotten hired on as a civilian, a civilian clerk for the U S air force. Okay. Um, oh, wow. The pay had been able to afford her afford for her and Emmett, uh, to live in a middle-class neighborhood in the Southern Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmett had attended Makash grammar school and was a normal and typical child. He was happy and loved playing pranks on his peers and cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, life was not always good for Emmett. Following his mom's separation with her second husband, Pinky, um, Pinky would often go visit Mammy okay. at their house. Um, during these visits, Pinky would often threaten to kill Mammy. Uh, when Emmett was about 11 years old, he grabbed a butcher knife and told Pinky if he didn't leave, he was going to kill him. Emmett did that to Pinky. Yes, Emmett okay. did that to Pinky. Yeah, because I'm sure like... And it was like the man of the house at that point. And I'm assuming, you know, he felt like he kind of knew he was the man of the house. And was there, he was going to protect his mom, you know, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Quick question. Was Pinky black? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, And I put in here, I think when you're a boy and raised by a single mom, you kind of just fall into that role of being the man of the house, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank God I don't have boys. So on with the story. I wanted to give a little background of his, mm-hmm. what kind of childhood he had, and um, so on with the story. So in the beginning of the su- in the beginning of the summer in 1955, Mammy's uncle Moses, um, and some some websites say Mose or mm-hmm. Mose, mm-hmm. but what, some of them said Moses. So I just say Moses. Okay. Um, so Mammy's uncle Moses has gone to visit Mammy and Emma in Chicago in the beginning in the beginning of the summer, 1955 mm-hmm. during this visit, he told them stories about living in the South. Mm-hmm. It had intrigued Emmett so much that when his mom had planned a vacation with Emmett and her to go visit family in Nebraska, he asked, he like begged his mom to allow him to go visit Mississippi. Instead, he wanted to go see his uncle Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, Mammy was a little reluctant, but agreed to allow him to go to Mississippi. So August August nineteenth, nineteen fifty five, Mammy gives her son one of the few possess- possessions she has of his father, mm-hmm. and she gives him the signet ring with his initials inscribed in it. Mm-hmm. So August twentieth, nineteen fifty five, Mammy and Emmett rush to the sixty third Street train station to catch the southbound train for Money, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Emmett would be visiting family and staying with his mom's uncle Moses Wright. Mm-hmm. So Moses, um, he was a cotton farmer and he like, they called him preacher. Mm-hmm. So he went to church a lot and he okay. like spoke a lot in church and stuff. So mm-hmm. Mammy was originally born and raised in a small town near Webb, Mississippi. So they had like lots of family there. Okay. Money, Mississippi is an extremely, well, it was an extremely small town. It consisted of three stores, a school, a post office, a cotton gin, and a few hundred residents. Mm. Prior to sending her off, 
prior, prior to sending uh, Emmett off, Mammy had quickly reminded him that he needed to be careful and take care of his race. Mm-hmm. Um, Mammy explained to him that Chicago and money were two completely different worlds. Okay. Uh, she knew her son and she knew how much he loved to play pranks. He's just a typical teenage boy. You know, mm-hmm. Emmett stated he understood and reassured his mom that he would be fine. Mm-hmm. So he was probably like, Mijo, remember when Mijo, um, <laughs> it's boys, I swear to God. Remember when Mijo like put that fake turd in the punch bowl? Yeah. When he did that at a party mom threw or something? Yeah. Was it for? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what party it was. And then remember when he um, he put that toilet paper in the bathroom and you were trying to take toilet paper and it didn't start? Yes. <laughs> and I freaking had <laughs> diarrhea. And the freaking toilet paper did not have an end. Oh my God, that's so hilarious. <laughs> I was like, this little bastard. <laughs> oh, he did stupid shit. <laughs> So during his visit with his family, Emmett was expected to help around the farm by picking cotton. He was, you know, expected to attend church and complete chores. So August 24th, 1955, Emmett and his cousin skipped church and walked over to the local tiendita, that's a little store, Mm -hmm. called Bryant's Grocery and Meat Market, owned and operated by Roy, 24, and Carolyn, 21, Bryant. Mm. So Roy was 24 and Carolyn was 21. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, Carolyn, Bryant owned this little tiendita. Were they white, Mexican? What? They were white. Okay. A white couple. Not the, I'm just, want to know. Well, no. Yes. Yeah. This is around the time that segregation yeah. was like all the rage back right. then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, let's see. Where was I? Um, so here's where the story gets a little altered, mm-hmm. if you will. So, um, Curtis Jones, did I put that in there? I think I put it down there later. Okay. So when he, really quick before I go on. Um, so when Emmett went to Money, Mississippi, he was to, he had cousins, you know, mm-hmm. one um, was named Simon Wright. The other one was Wheeler Parker and then or parker wheeler or something like that and then the other one was curtis jones mm-hmm. so um curtis is one of his cousins so curtis this is curtis's story or, or, originally this is his initial story okay curtis stated that emma had told all the kids he had dated a, a little white girl his age back home mm-hmm. and he had a picture of her along with the class picture of his integrated classroom Mm -hmm. so like you know there was black and whites in his classroom Mm -hmm. this is what curtis says okay um so all the kids had dared him to go into the grocery store and i'm using quotations talk to the white woman uh emmett agreed went into the little tiendita to buy gum and Mm -hmm. allegedly whistled at carolyn okay the the owner the wife or one of the owners the wife of Mm -hmm. yeah now simon um, Wright, his other cousin, uh, um, stated that is not what happened. Simon stated Curtis was across the street playing checkers with some other children, and Emmett didn't have any pictures, especially none of a little white girl, or that he told any of them that she was his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Simon states Emmett strictly went into the little tiendita to purchase gum, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emmett enters the store. Buys the gum, does in fact say something like, have a nice day, and that was it. Um, Now, Carolyn's husband was away on a business trip. And uh, when he came back home about three, four days later, Carolyn tells her husband, Roy, that that 14-year-old Emmett had attempted to flirt with her, that he called her baby, and that he touched her inappropriately mm. and that he had made like some lewd comments to her mm-hmm. and she i'll tell that i'll tell you that later so um none of that was true and was confirmed by his cousins and friends that were waiting outside of the little tiendita for him mm-hmm. his cousin wheeler parker that's his name his okay. cousins wheeler parker and simon wright stated they might have heard him whistle but emmett did have a lisp Mm. So 
it cannot be confirmed nor denied whether it was an actual whistle. Okay. Uh, Curtis later recants his statement by saying that Emmer, uh, that, Emmer that Emmett never had a picture of of a um, integrated class or of a little white girl his age and apologized to Mammy Till. Mm-hmm. But this was like years and years later mm-hmm. that he, you know, said um, that. It sounds like somebody gave him that idea to say that, though. I think they did. And he, he actually says that, yeah. that they, they, Somebody when they were questioned that. him, yeah. when they had questioned, when they were questioning him, when they were, when they had questioned him that, um, that they had like made mm-hmm. like a story or a yes, reference. Kind of like something like that. And mm-hmm. so he just kind of went along with it. Um, Simon Wright said that, um, the FBI nor any law enforcement ever asked him to give a statement on what occurred that day. And he was there. Mm -hmm. So Curtis was across the street playing checkers Mm -hmm. and Simon was there Mm -hmm. like at the actual, like when it actually happened. Mm -hmm. So either way, um, four days later on August 28th, 1955, Simon Wright and Wheeler Parker watched in horror as Roy Bryant and his half-brother, J.W. Millen, arrive at the Wright house to kidnap Emmett. (gasps) Moses, his uncle, lies Mm -hmm. to them at first and tells them that Emmett isn't there. Um, But they find him anyways. Moses then begs them not to take him or to hurt his nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roy and J.W. drag Emmett out of the house and take him to an undisclosed location somewhere near the Tallahatchie River. Oh, shoot. Once there, they made him carry a 75-pound... Oh, I remember what it was. I'm going to put in here. So, um... So prior to them taking prior to them taking him prior to them taking Emmett to the Tallahatchie River, they had taken him to a barn. Okay. Owned by uh, Millen's family. Okay. And... They beat the ever living shit out of him like bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they made him carry this uh, 75 pound um, cotton gin fan Mm -hmm. to the bank of the Tallahatchie River. Mm -hmm. Um, They ordered him to take his clothes off. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And uh, they continued to beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, they gouged out his eye. Oh, my God. And they shot him in the head. Wow. They then used barbed wire to, mm-hmm. tire, to tie his body to the cotton gin fan by his oh neck. Oh, God. And then they threw him into the river. Wow. And whose whose barn was it? It was their family barn. It was or the store owners. J W. So J W. was Roy Bryant's half brother. Okay. I don't know. I didn't research mm-hmm. how they were half brothers. Mm-hmm. But J W. J W.'s family. So his family, I guess, mm-hmm. that wasn't a part or wasn't connected to Roy Mm -hmm. his family owned that barn Mm. and so they took him there and Mm -hmm. they beat him and then and then they made him carry this 75 pound cotton gin fan Mm -hmm. to the bank of the river Uh they beat him again Uh gouged out his eye and then shot him in the head Uh on August 29th 1955 Roy Bryant and J.W. Millen were arrested on charges of kidnapping in regards to Emmett's disappearance. Mm-hmm. They were booked into the Greenwood, Missis. They were booked into a jail in Greenwood, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and held without bond. Emmett's body was found three days later on August thirty-first, nineteen fifty-five. Oh my God! His badly decomposed body was pulled from the Tallahatchie River. Moses had to identify Emmett's body and was able to do so because he was still wearing his father's uh, ring. Ring. Oh, my God. Authorities, wa- authorities wanted to bury Emmett's body quickly. 
-hmm. but his mom refused and ordered her son's body to be sent back to Chicago. Good for her. Um, September 1st, 1955, the governor of Mississippi orders local officials to fully prosecute Roy and JW for the disappearance and murder of Emmett Till. On September 2nd, 1955, Mammy awaits for the arrival of her son's terrible homecoming at the Illinois Central Terminal. Mm. Once her son arrives, photographers capture a photo of her collapsing at the site of her son's casket. Oh my God. He is then taken to A.A. Rayner and Son's funeral home. Mm-hmm. Emmett's viewing and funeral was held on September 3rd, 1955 at Chicago's Roberts Temple Church of God. Mammy insisted on having an open casket. <gasps> oh, my God. She was trying to make a statement. She wanted everyone to see how ugly it was to hate each other for no apparent reason. Wow. And she was making an attempt to end racism. And segregation and all that stuff. Oh, my God. How awful. It is said that thousands of people waited in line to see Emmett's mutilated body. Ugh. Uh, So while there, um, some, there were, um, during his open viewing of the casket, there were some newspapers that had taken a picture. They took a picture of his mutilated body. Mm -hmm. And they printed it. There was, like, public outrage for that. Oh, my gosh. What um, was the news clipping title, did it say? I, I didn't put it in here because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sure you can find it. I found it easily, so mm-hmm. I don't really see. Hold on if I can find it. Um, yeah, here it is. Um... So, um, how sad, mm-hmm. it's awful. So it was September 15th, 1955 jet magazine, the nationwide black magazine owned by Chicago based Johnson publications mm-hmm. publishes photographs of Till's mutilated corpse. Mm-hmm. Shocking and outraging African Americans from coast to coast. Oh my God! Uh, September seventeenth, nineteen fifty-five. The black newspaper, the Chicago Defender, publishes photographs of T- Till's corpse. Mm. Yeah. So, if you guys want to look at those, you guys are able to. But it wasn't like an article. It was yeah, it was just, like an article. Oh. They and then they published, uh-huh. like they showed his body. Um, on September 6th, 1955, Emmett was finally laid to rest at the Burr Oak Cemetery in Chicago, Illinois. Um, down south in Mississippi, a grand jury indicts both Roy Bryant and J.W. Millen uh, for the m- murder of Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. Um, both Roy and J.W. plead innocent. Wow. The murder trial... Um, for both men begins on September 19th, 1955 in Sumner, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Jury selection starts all blacks and even white women were banned from jury selection. So they were not allowed to pick them. Which what led, in the hell? Yeah. Which led to a 12-man all-white jury made up of a total of nine farmers, two carpenters, and one insurance agent. That sounds rigged. Well, yeah, it is. Mammy Till leaves Chicago to be able to attend the trial. So she was. Wow. Uh, During the trial, Moses Wright does something unheard of during that time. He stands up, points his finger at both Roy and J.W. and accuses them of going to his house and kidnapping his nephew in open court. Uh Also during the trial, a gentleman by the name of Willie Reed had been a witness to the torturing and possible murder of Emmett. (sighs) The night of the 28th, Willie had witnessed a truck parked near nearby some property that belonged to one of jw's family members willie had testified in court i come on by the barn i heard somebody hollering and i heard some licks like somebody was whipping somebody uh the prosecutor then asked and what what and what about the licks was it just one lick you heard or was it two or were there several licks Mm -hmm. mr reed then replied with there was a whole lot of them Mr. Reed then testified he had seen Millen come out of the barn, a pistol on his belt, to get a drink from the well. <gasps> the prosecutor asked at that point if he saw the gentleman in the courtroom. 
Reed stated he's sitting right over there and pointed mm-hmm. to J.W. Millen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Reed was sort of acquainted with um, Millen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really state how, but he mm-hmm. was acquainted with him. So he knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, on September 23rd, 1955, after only 67 minutes of deliberation, both Roy Bryant and J.W. Millen were acquitted a 14-year-old Emmett Till's murder. Acquitted? Oh, my God. That's bullshit. After the trial, Roy and J.W. posed for photographers by lighting up cigarettes and kissing their wives to celebrate their not guilty verdict. Wow. After the trial and acquittal of both Roy and J.W., Moses and, JW, um, Moses and Willie were smuggled out of Mississippi um to chicago because if not they were going to be lynched <gasps> like the public would have done it or oh yeah mississippi's bad i mean i well, even heard like now it's bad well i mean but the public would have hung them even though they were acquitted no yeah, no 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 oh no 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 not roy after they acquitted both roy and jw oh moses the oh uncle. the uncle moses and, and willie the guy that testified oh left. that was acquainted gotcha, with gotcha. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. jw they smuggled them out of mississippi, mississippi to chicago because if not they were going to be oh lynched. yeah i believe that for sure once there willie had a nervous breakdown hmm. um so when the trial like before the trial had begun um, the, I forget who it was exactly, but civil rights activists started looking for their own witnesses mm-hmm. due to the severity of the crime and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they posed as plantation workers mm-hmm. and went around ask, asking, um, in the cotton fields, like mm-hmm. if anyone had seen anything mm-hmm. and that's how they found Mr. Reed. Mm. So he was terrified. Mm-hmm. Simon says that he he was looked so scared, and then they said that when he was um, when he was testifying in court, he spoke so softly you could barely hear him because mm-hmm. he was terrified. Mm-hmm. So September thirtieth, nineteen fifty five, Roy and J W are released from jail on bond with kidnapping charges pending. Wow. During their bond, the Memphis Commercial Appeal released an article describing Lewis Till's lynching and the crimes he was accused of back in Italy. Mm-hmm. This is the first time anyone is informed of what really went on with Lewis Till okay. and how he passed away. Um, Mississippi Senator James O. Eastland leaks that information to the press and they mm-hmm. go crazy. Um, then on November 5th, 1955, Moses and Willie are returned to Mississippi one last time to testify to the grand jury for the kidnapping of Emmett Till so they could proceed with charging Roy and J.W. in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, the grand jury refuses to indict both Brian and Millen, and they're set free once again. That's what I was going to say. Why even put them at risk? I know. If they're just going to let them go, I mean... I know. The main charge was that they killed him, and they did. Yeah. And there was an eyewitness, and they let him go, so... Like the kidnapping, why even, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I know. I know. That it's is stupid. stupid. Mm. So, a sidebar, an author by the name of Timothy Tyson uh, was writing a book uh, called The Blood of Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. And um, so Carolyn, at this time, had... Um, Carolyn's daughter had read, had read one of his, he had another book out Mm -hmm. and I forget the name of that book, but she really liked the author. Mm -hmm. So when Carolyn heard that, that Timothy was writing the blood of Emmett Till, she had, um, contacted him, um, because she was writing her own, her own memoir. Mm -hmm. So after all that shit went down, she went into hiding. So Mm -hmm. nobody knew where she was at. And Carolyn is... Carolyn is the wife. Oh, okay. That said... The wife that said that he had hit hit on her. Yeah. That he was oh. flirting with her. And that was another thing. During the trial, um, she, was, she had testified about what had happened. And um, she did tell the judge what 
she told the judge and the jurors heard what she said, what his quote unquote lewd comments were. But the judge um, moved to strike that from the minute entry, I guess, because it was so lewd that they didn't want anybody to hear what he had said, which what she claimed he had said. That's that's what, that's what happened with Carolyn during the trial. Okay, because she did testify. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Carolyn had heard that Timothy was writing a book about mm-hmm. Emmett Till, um, her daughter had liked his previous book and was okay. telling her mom about it. She, so then Carolyn decided to contact him because she was writing her own memoir mm-hmm. um, of what happened the of the whole incident with Emmett Till. That um, is a strange to me. I know. That somebody would, I don't know, write a memoir. A memoir of what happened. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just think that's just. Go ahead. <laughs> to me, I just feel like, I mean, especially at that time, like, you know, like just telling. Most people, I guess, don't really want to remember if they were that offended by something like that. They want to, like, push Forget it, about it away and not not rediscuss it. It's just almost kind of like a, another kick in the teeth to... Relive it. Yeah, to relive it or to his family, the young boy, Emmett. Oh, to Emmett's family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get you. Um, for the, are you talking about her memoir? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would she want to do that? I mean, I don't know. I think, I think at that, I think at this point, I think that, well, it just seems like it's notoriety. Like you're, like you're trying to, to me, if, if I was like the family of Emmett or Emmett's mom, I would be like, to me, you're like bragging that you basically had my son brutally, viciously murdered. Yeah. Like, you're bragging about it. Yes, yeah. You know, like, you're throwing it to my face, like, another kick in the face, you know? Yeah. You're, like, that basically you got this young kid murdered, and you're you're alive to tell your story. Oh, it gets worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So she did write her own memoir, mm-hmm. um, and they're currently at the Southern Historical Collection at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill Library. Mm. But they won't be able, they will not be available to read until twenty thirty six, according to Mister Tyson. Why? Because this bitch wants to make sure she's fucking dead when these people read it. Because then she has she has kids, girl. And then they're gonna go after her kids. She's not stupid, stupid bitch. Mm. So um. Carolyn had since divorced Roy and went into hiding due to the notoriety of the case. Like, after all that Mm -hmm. happened, you know. I mean, I don't know how long she stayed with him after, but. Yeah. uh, She had married twice more and was now Carolyn Bryant Donham. Mm -hmm. She confessed to the author that Emmett never did call her baby Mm. or touch her inappropriately. Mm. And as for the rest of it, she said she couldn't remember. Mm. Um, she stated, and I quote, she was glad things have changed and thought the old system to white supremacy was wrong, though she had more or less taken it as normal at the time. Mm. So how much you want to make a bet? Her memoir is that he didn't say anything, Uh huh. that she told the real truth and probably naming herself as a victim that she was probably coerced by her husband or some shit like that. I don't think she's going to confess that. Why he, would she confess to him? Well, she confessed that he didn't. I don't think I don't. What I'm saying is I don't think she's going to make a full confession. Okay. I think she confessed to him, but he I'm sure she was like she conf- confided in him mm-hmm. like that didn't happen. That didn't happen. But I don't remember the rest. I don't know. If, I don't remember if the rest of it happened. So I think she confided in him kind of like off the record. Okay. I don't think she thought he was going to say something about it. Like publish it in yes. his story. Or like talk about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think, have a feeling it's some 
freaking bullshit lies in her memoir like oh i was forced. but no i agree with my you. husband made me do it i was a battered woman some kind yes. of bullshit like that and i completely agree with you playing I the fucking victim still till the happened. end after her death get the fuck out of here with that bullshit uh-huh. yeah period so carolyn is also quoted as saying nothing that boy did could ever justify what happened to him wow she also admitted that she felt tender sorrow for what happened to Emmett and for Mammy Till. Wow. She, but she only said that because one of her sons had died. <laughs> one of her sons had died and she thought about the grief that Mammy must have felt. You know what that was? Karma. Yep. I know. Karma. What a bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And so um, Emmett's murder was the start of the civil rights movement to end segregation. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. How awful. Yep. And that is the terrible and tragic story of Emmett Lewis Bobo, too. That is so sad. But I believe it. Think about how many others um true crime stories are out there surrounding racism yeah not just with black people but all types all of types people. of people right jewish people latinos mm-hmm. i mean um middle easterners mm-hmm. like all kinds of people all just yep. different i mean you know the, um the blm movement i yeah. i agree with i think that you know i but at the same time um, you know, I feel like the media has a lot to do right. with racism. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like the, the media portrays, I'm not saying that racism doesn't, doesn't occur. Mm-hmm. I agree that it does, mm-hmm. but in all honesty, I mean, do you really give a shit if the person across the street hates Mexicans? As long as they're not messing with you, does it matter? No. I mean, if as long as they're not messing with me or, or somebody else, else that, that is Mexican yeah, or, or Latino. Right. You know, Latino. Yeah. But does it matter? I mean, as long as... And I'm not saying that it's okay to be racist. That's not no, what I'm saying no, at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I feel like the media... Um, instigates instigates a lot of shit they do i I mean like you know like with this whole uh george floyd thing Mm -hmm. like they want to defund the police and everybody's yes defund the police defund the police but okay think about it Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not like the police they're all white yeah and it's not like all the police are all bad cops right i agree there's there's bad cops out there i agree should they be on the force no they shouldn't but uh-huh. that doesn't mean everybody is bad. And right. that doesn't mean everybody is, a, you know, a, a racist or a bigot, you know? Right, right. And, and if you're going to debunk the police, think about, think about how that, who's going to protect us? Right. And not just that, but what if your daughter or granddaughter or son or grandson becomes a police officer? Think yeah. about their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like the media just, blows shit up mm-hmm. you know the media is just like another form of social media basically exactly you know so i mean just kind of like advertise you know and then and then you're left to pick sides or fill whatever in the blanks. yeah and fill, fill in, in the, the blanks, blanks. Yeah. You're, you're left to fill in the blanks you're left to pick sides mm-hmm. you're absolutely right that's exactly what it is it's mm-hmm. a lot of instigating it's a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. like all this political shit and i'm sorry the media is always linked to politics. Oh, yeah. And they're run by, poli- by politicians. Uh-huh. They are. Yeah. So I just feel like if you're, if you're going to try to change something, you need to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You, we, we are capable of changing the laws. Mm-hmm. We are. So then you need to be proactive, right? Mm-hmm. And take a stand. But, you know, again, all of this is work and people don't want to do it. They're fucking lazy. Everybody's lazy. Everybody wants 
shit handed to them on a Mm -hmm. fucking platter. And that's not the way it works. If you Mm want to make a difference in anything, you have to fucking work for it. Right. Just like with anything else in life, Mm -hmm. nothing is going to be handed to you. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. This fucking podcast like, yeah. you know, we have to work. It's work. Mm-hmm. It's another fucking full-time job, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I agree. And and we love doing the podcast. I love doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. I know you like it. We learn about cases. I never heard of Emmett Till. I never did. Prior either. to this. Yeah. And and it's a big case. I mean, I mm-hmm. found so much information on him. Oh, wow. And, and the whole, like, his life and mm-hmm. just, you know, all these different things. But, I mean... I never heard about it. I never have either. You know? And I mean, to me, I just feel like everything's work. Like yeah. his mom, she she, she was um, an activist after that, you right. know? Right. And she tried to change laws. And I mean, she worked her fucking ass off because right. her son was murdered. Right. And, you know, that's, again, that's what I'm saying. If you want to make a difference in anything, then you have to go... You have to basically teach yourself how to be a politician right. and teach yourself how to change laws. Right. That's what it, that's basically what it, educate yourself exactly. on educate the yourself. laws, on politics. Yeah. On, and know. I'm not very political at all. I'm I know either. you're not. Mm-mm. And I, I'm like, Ugh, it's just work, but it's, I mean, think about it. Anything is work, right? Anything is. And people just want stuff to, Everybody wants to bitch. Nobody wants to do anything about it. Right. Everybody loves fucking complaining. Nobody wants to fucking get off their ass and change something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to be on social media, see this exactly. stuff, look on the news, see this stuff, that stuff, you know, and yeah. then whatever takes sides or whatever takes sides, you know. Yeah. Pick sides. Yeah. And, you know. And, you know, well, this or that. And, you know, I mean, everybody. And I, and I mean, like. The Jews have gone through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, African Americans have. Yeah. Native people have. Yeah. Um, um, Mexicans. Oh, um, yeah, Mexicans. Yeah, Mexicans. Mexicans have. Up until recently, there was a big old kind of like, you know, I guess you could call it racism, you know, when, uh, when they had like the deputies were supposedly able to ask people for their documentation or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Yes. Yeah. It's insane. Middle Easterners have to go through it all the time because of 9-11. Because of 9-11. I mean, Mm. it is fucking everywhere. And it's insane. I mean, and everybody just jumps on this freaking bandwagon. It's Mm. like, no, do something about it. That's fine if you want to bitch about it. I mean, and I'm, again, please do not take this personal. I'm not Mm. saying anything bad about any race at all. Mm. All I'm saying is that as a minority as a Latino woman, mm-hmm. if you want to make a difference, mm-hmm. then you need to go through laws. You need to right. educate yourself on laws. You need to educate yourself politically. You need to do something about it. You know, mm-hmm. I get it. Like I get the people want to make a, make a statement by rioting and looting, but that doesn't solve anything. Right. And they're just like, you know, and it's not just BLM. A lot of people do it. A lot of people mm-hmm. think that if, you know, they, even in prisons, they mm-hmm. riot in prisons. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't do anything. I know. It's just puts everybody on lockdown. And that's basically yeah. what's happening to the country now. I feel right. like everybody's going on lockdown and, you know, and I don't know. I, I just think that if you're going to, if you really want to make, a statement mm-hmm. do like mammy till and and become an activist right and go through go up work your way up through washington dc and make right. it known that you want shit to change right because it's not going to change if you don't do it the right way right. and that's why this is the united states of america mm-hmm. because we have a voice mm-hmm. and we can use it that's the way to use it right that's how i feel anyway well yeah i mean you have to go through the legal proper legal channels you yeah know? i mean and kudos to his mom you know even yeah, for mammy too. i don't even know if i'm pronouncing her name correctly but yeah. i say mammy well kudos to miss till for mm-hmm. you know taking a stance to have an open casket 
Yeah. You know, even as badly, oh my God, brutally so beaten bad. that he was, that she wanted to, you know, make an example out of him and make a change. Like, yeah. I could not. I couldn't. I don't think I would that die. I would have been able to do that. No. So kudos to her. A very strong woman. A very strong woman. You know woman. what I mean? She so. is one of the bravest and strongest women I've mm-hmm. ever read about. That I is scary. Say. That's. I would, you know, and but she's... all to make a change, you know, to make sure that her beloved son's name didn't go down mm-hmm. in vain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And his dad too. And his dad too. I mean, that's awful. <sighs> that's scary. I just and I'm and kudos to um, Moses Wright and Willie Reed. Yeah, for standing up, standing and up, saying the and, truth. Yep. In a, in a time where they were going to be lynched. Yes. They were smuggled out of Mississippi because mm-hmm. of that. Mississippi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Wow. That was a good story or a good, good case. So I received all of my information from the Washington Post mm-hmm. um, and PR.org. Mm-hmm. Um, VanityFair.com. PBS.org, LOC.gov forward slash collections forward slash civil rights history, um, biography.com, history.com, and wikipedia.org. Wow. Nice. So. That was a good case suggestion. It was a really good case suggestion. Mm-hmm. I, um, sorry I got choked up. It was just really sad for me. That is when sad. I was researching this case and just imagining him, he's he was he was a baby. He mm-hmm. was fourteen years old, right? And he didn't he didn't have a he didn't have a chance. Yeah. And, and I hope that awful. fucking bitch Carolyn burns in fucking hell. And never did you ever um, were you able to see whatever happened to those guys that did that to him? Or they, I mean, they I know they were free, but they're just I think they their were lives. Like they to... had families or I didn't I didn't research it because uh-huh. are pieces of shit to me. But I did see right. something that um, that said that they were trying to charge them again. They are they were like wanting people to sign a petition mm-hmm. to charge them again, but mm-hmm. because of double jeopardy, they can't really do anything. Oh wow! Yeah. Which I think there should be double jeopardy loopholes, if you ask me. Yeah. But again, if you want to make a difference, then you have to right move go through the ass. proper channels. Yep, move yep. your ass. Wow. Because I think they did. They made a, like right after it happened, like a couple days after it happened, mm-hmm. probably maybe about a couple months, they had gone, um, they had admitted to, I don't, somebody paid them like $3,000 to write to write an article about them and they admitted to killing him in that article. Oh, they, they admitted did. to killing and torturing him. Yeah. Wow. And because, but because of double jeopardy, nothing could be done. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. That's awful. Wow. Well, God bless his family. That is yeah. torture. Not only for him, but for his family. <sighs> I know. You know, it's so sad. That is sad. That's that was so a awful. good case suggestion. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ryan. Thank Jade. you, Ryan. <laughs> that was good. That was a really good one. She had suggested it a while back, like way before um, the BLM yeah. movement. But um, And I was going to do it, and then the BLM movement happened, and I was like, oh, I don't think I should do this right now. This doesn't sound like, um, it sounds like it's going to create a lot of, you know animosity animosity Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was gonna say animosity but then i thought that's probably not the right word for it but Mm. i just didn't you know i didn't want to be like jump on that bandwagon type of thing you know yeah not that not that um blm doesn't matter it totally matters to me Mm -hmm. but um i just feel like i didn't want to be categorized i'm using Mm -hmm. quotation marks categorized as jumping on the bandwagon type Mm -hmm. of thing you know well i'm happy you did the story that was really good yeah, it's a really you. good story. I know, I loved it. I was like doing it. I mean, I didn't. It's weird because I didn't get choked up when I was, you know, typing mm-hmm. it up. But as I'm reading it, I got choked up. Yeah, I'm probably just saying it out loud. Yeah. Sometimes when you read things, it's a little different. But when, yeah, you, when you say, say it, it out loud, loud it's it so like, awful. It's like, it like oh brings it to life. Huh? Yeah, like it, like you know that it happened. Right. 
And it's so scary. I mean, there's so many things that are so that are a part of the history. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the cases I want to do. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, we have a lot of case suggestions too. So we do. Yeah. Mm. I uh, well, you did. You're doing one, right? The Fairbanks mm-hmm. Four. Yep. I mean, that was a case suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing that one. I can't Next wait for week. that one. That's gonna be a good. One. I haven't oh my God, started a good one. That's gonna be so good. You, I need to start tonight. I know. Well, that's what I was telling myself. I was like, you need to start tonight for your next, um, your next podcast. Yeah. So I'm gonna start tonight. Oh my god. I'm gonna at least try to get it started tonight. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard because we're like so busy. Yeah. We have our own lives, and like mm-hmm. you know, we work. We both work full time, and yeah, it's just really hard. You know. We do always say, um, but that's just how we are. We say it all yeah, the time. It's just us. So, um, again, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then please follow us on our, all. I can't talk. Please follow us on all our social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Facebook is the Miranda rights podcast. Instagram is the Miranda rights underscore 19. Twitter is at capital T, lowercase ag, capital M, lowercase i-r-n-d-a, capital R, lowercase g-h-t-s. Email us any case suggestions or if you want to correct us because we're dumbasses and we probably did our shit last minute. Yeah. <laughs> or are pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, or we're pronouncing something wrong or you don't like our the way that we, I don't know, do something or say something. <laughs> Email us. Um <laughs> Go to our website, check out our website, and yep. it's the Miranda Rights Podcast.com. Mm-hmm. And what else is there? Oh, we we got some new merch, and mm-hmm. um, we're gonna be selling that soon. And we also um, got some cute little mugs, the coffee yes. mugs, they're beautiful. Oh my god, we got them from Brittany. Um, and she has an Etsy shop, it's called The Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. and it's she made us these little coffee mugs it's our logo mm-hmm. and then on one side and on the other side it is um it's the miranda rights it says yeah. you have the right to remain silent anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law mm-hmm. you have the right to an attorney if you cannot afford an attorney one will be appointed to represent you do you understand these rights i have just read to you with these rights in mind do you wish to speak to me mm-hmm. remember to always exercise your Fifth Amendment and yep. always call your lawyer. Yes. Have them call your lawyer. Yeah. And I wanted to piggyback on that. Kind of happy that you brought that up because I've been watching that Netflix series, Confession The Confession Tapes. Tapes. Oh, my God. If you guys do not believe in false confessions, y'all need to watch that. And they do it, exist. Yes, they do exist. There's a lot of people on there that are not aware that they can just get up and walk out. And that's one of the tactics that are used because, you know, a lot of the times they just said, well, we just have some questions mm-hmm. we want to ask you, <clears throat> you know, you're not under arrest, blah, blah, blah. But at that point, but at that anything point, you say yes, can, can and, and will, will be, be used against yes. you mm-hmm. <laughs> in a court of law. Yeah. So if so. you guys come across that um, Netflix series, Confession. The Confession Tapes, it is so good. I mean, I I cannot even stress it enough. I mean, one particular today that I, because I finished the series today, there's yeah. two seasons, season oh, one shit. and two. Uh-huh. And I accidentally watched them backwards. I watched season two <laughs> first. So anyways, but on season one, it's about a mom. Oh, shit. And, and at the time, her daughter was like 13. They were really close when she was, when, you know, they, she was little and stuff. And then, but... Yeah, she she is doing time. Oh shit. And um it's so sad. So so please please, please exercise your fifth amendment and mm-hmm. always know to say call my lawyer like Avery says, mm-hmm. call my lawyer. <laughs> yeah, call my lawyer. Call my I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak. That's yep. it. I don't want to speak. If, I'm regardless... not under arrest. I'm leaving. You could just yes. get up and walk yep. out I'm and they say arrest, that. They say that throughout the there's a few times where the 
you know, detectives or prosecutors or whoever say, hey, these people are there on their OR. <laughs> yeah, on you know, yeah. They're there by choice. Yeah. They were told that they yeah. could just get up and walk out, but a lot of a lot of people don't know they that don't you can. They don't know that because they don't tell you that way. Right. They don't tell you, like, you can get up and leave whenever you want to. You do not have to be here. Right. And they're not going to tell you that exactly. because they know people are, um, they ha- they're not educated yeah. with with the Miranda rights law, with the yeah, with Amendment the law in general, the law yeah. in general. amendments, yeah. law, yep. your rights. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, you guys need to study that shit seriously. Yeah, I and mean, I mean, if there's anything that you teach your kids, you know, please teach, teach them, them. Hey, their rights, their rights to they don't have to speak. I mean, even if you think you're just helping out, and you if know. you're if they're underage, they are not. They cannot speak to law enforcement unless there is a parent present. Mm-hmm. Or a, a, their guardian present. They yep. cannot speak to them unless they have somebody there. Yeah. So, yeah, just exercise your rights and please always ask for a lawyer. Yeah, to be present. To be present. Um, well, you ask for a lawyer. I need yeah. a lawyer, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't afford one. Can I have a public defender? I mm-hmm. need something, you know. Yeah. Even if they threaten to throw you in jail, well, you're, we're going to put that's you fine. in jail yeah okay put that's me in fine jail. i still want my lawyer yep. i don't give a shit i'm mm-hmm. not answering anything until my lawyer's here yep so please please educate your children and educate yourself on um the miranda rights mm-hmm. you know if you aren't under arrest and even if they do place you under arrest don't talk until mm-hmm. you have a lawyer present yeah um you know so please 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 you know, educate your children, especially yes. your children, because children don't know. They don't know anything about it. Yeah. And then, you know, it's so sad because it's so true. One of the one of the um, uh, episodes on there, mm-hmm. they had convicted 10 young people, 10 males for brutally murdering a woman. And they, it was like the large like the new york six kind of yes like? but there was 10 of them uh-huh. there was 10 and they were young black guys Aww. and none of them they were all young none of them knew that they could get up and just walk, walk out, out which everybody on there they don't know they that they don't know yeah you know they use, a lot of people don't know that yeah they, they use scare tactics yeah. you know um one guy they told him that his daughter pointed him out and I mean, you know, you find somebody's weakness and then, oh, yeah. you, you know, they're like putty in your hands. Hell and, yeah. Hey, I'm not, I mean, that's their job. They're investigators. They're yep. there to dig, 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 you they're know. They're there to do a job. And some of them, it's insane because like, they're not mm-hmm. all like that. They're not all bad, but it's But like, that's their job. That's their job. They're, yeah. they're well, know, well but... known. They're trained to... Well, then they're trying to close cases. But what I was trying to say was that they're not all like that, but it seems like all the bad ones are just, you know, and it's because we only hear about the bad ones. We don't hear about a lot of good cops, yeah. and, you know, and it's like with anything else, like you always hear the negative. No one yeah. ever tells you the positive, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I'm, I mean, it's true. You know, you, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're good cops or bad cops, it, does it not doesn't matter. matter. They're still investigators. They still have a job to mm-hmm. do and they're still trying to close cases. Well, so, Educate yourself, educate your children, mm-hmm. and always know that if you're not under arrest, you're able to get up and mm-hmm. leave whenever the hell you want. Don't mm-hmm. answer questions. Just get up and leave and start looking for somebody. Yeah. Because um, they'll keep you in there yeah. for 10 hours. There's yeah. people in there that were in there for like 30 hours. Just like, and, I yeah, mean, like, like it's the New York crazy. Six, they weren't, they didn't let them eat or drink anything. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. So you think you're like there. You said, they're breaking you down. Yeah, they're breaking you down. I mean, you're there thinking you have to be there. And, you know, it's, it's because you think that the, you know, they have your best interest, but, you know, nobody has your best interest but you. Don't, nobody got don't. you. Nobody got you like you got you. <laughs> yeah. The the one like lady in say. particular that I was talking about, uh-huh. her neighbor, her neighbor uh-huh. was one of the detectives that was questioning her. Oh, my God. She had babysat his kids. They were neighbors, had seen each other, casually said hi. Obviously, I mean, he trusted her enough to babysit his kids. Mm-mm. That's insane. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Just please 
you know, educate yourself on that. If nothing else, know that you do not have to answer questions. Yeah. And, and tell everybody, you know, mm -hmm. that tell everybody that, I mean, tell your family, you know, if you mm -hmm. listen to us, cause not everybody listens to us, which they should, you should tell them to listen to us too. But, mm -hmm. you know, tell everybody, you know, um, everybody, you know, educate, you know, your, your children's friends, you know, that, Edu just tell everybody. I mean, word of mouth is like huge, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's sad, but you know, and, and I get, and it seems like, you know, we're trying to, um, teach criminals to ask for a lawyer. I mean, if you're guilty, you're guilty. You're going to get caught regardless. Yeah. You know, I mean, some people are lucky like, uh, the, like GSK, the golden state killer. He wasn't caught for years and years and years, mm -hmm. but Nevertheless, regardless of whether you're a criminal or not, you still need to know your rights mm -hmm. because a lot of the time, you know, these, a lot of innocent people, they don't know and they yeah. trust these investigators. They trust cops. law enforcement. Yeah. yeah. They trust the prosecutor. You know, well, I know, you know, I know I'm not guilty. I didn't do anything yeah. wrong. That does not fucking matter. Yeah. It does not matter. Yep. And a lot of people have that mentality. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, they're like, well, you know, I thought they were, you know, they thought they were my friend. I thought that, you know, they would see I've, I've been raised like, you know, mm -hmm. the truth will set you free, blah, blah, blah. Screw all that shit. That is a crock of shit. Yeah. You know, yes, the truth shall set you free in some cases, but 90% of the cases, no, it does not. Right. That's not what... It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. Yes. <laughs> Who it's says true. that? Somebody says that in a movie. I can't remember. But. I don't know. You know. Um, but yeah. I mean just. I, I just can't stress that enough. You know. It's not. You guys need to please educate yourself and your children. Mm -hmm. Beat it into their head. Yep. You know. And. Um, and please. If you. I'm telling you. Because of this case. This Emmett Till case. You know, racism lives to this day. It does. And the only way that we're going to stop it is by going up the legal channels mm -hmm. and going to Washington, D.C. and creating laws and dismissing some laws mm -hmm. because, you know, that is the world we live in. It right. just It's never going to go away. Right. Unfortunately, it's sad. I wish things weren't this way. I think mm -hmm. we all do, but that's not the world we live in. Right. Fortunately, we are able to create laws mm -hmm. in the U.S. We are able to dismiss. I think how we can we're able to dismiss laws um, or get rid of them if they're like no longer functional. Because there's like stupid laws like you can't ride your horse down Main Street. Like there's stupid laws like that. Mm. But you know, I mean. If you want to make a difference, do it that way. Right. So that is the end of our podcast. Yay. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a or enjoy your evening. Yep. Sunday evening. Sunday evening. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.